whimsical, so unpredictable Here on the SNL Network Yes, that is right. So welcome everybody on in to the Saturday Night Network for a very fun cast member interview with one of the great season 49 cast members of Saturday Night Live. My name is John from the SNN. Very excited to be back with you here tonight to present this interview with to all of you and also joining me for this special show is James P. Stevens Jr. James, how are you doing? We're back, John. We are back. It is uh, season 49. Yes, sir. Uh, you watched the premiere, James. Did you enjoy it? Uh, I did. I really, uh, it was a surprise. We, we didn't know for a while when, if they were coming back. And actually, in this interview that we're about to play for everyone, we talk a little bit about, you know, we're back. It's a surprise. It was a great time. Yes, absolutely. It was a surprise, but it was a pleasant one. And I feel like the show hit it out of the park this week. So we thought it would be a great time to catch up with Punky Johnson here on the podcast. Punky Johnson is in her fourth year as a cast member on the show. And she is very excited to show all of you what she can do this season. I think she had some really good moments in season 48, starting to build towards what we're going to see in a 49. So I thought this was a perfect time to get Punky's thoughts on the show and also hear from Punky what it was like to have Pete Davidson back in the building, her former castmate. Yeah, she was so looking forward to uh, connecting with him, which, you know, it's sort of, uh, I sort of had forgotten that they didn't get a chance to uh, play together like this. So she, uh, she's really excited well, about a it. Bit, right. So 46, they did a, a, like a little bit, um, even though Punky was her first year. And then 47, I think Pete dropped out <laughs> for after. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, no. It, it, so it was kind of strange time with just how, how things were going. But uh, she does kind of uh, drop a bomb on us that she's like, you know what, we're gonna, I don't want to spoil it. But you know, the, she, she has plans for the future <laughs> with him and uh, her and some music. I'll just leave it at that, right? So you'll get to hear all of that coming right up in our interview. But I want to tell the listeners who are watching on YouTube right now, this interview will be audio only, but you're still going to get to watch it here on YouTube. We're just going to put our podcast logo, our beautiful podcast logo up overlaying it. So you get to hear my voice, James's voice and Punky's voice as you listen to the interview. And then you'll get to come back at the end and we'll talk a little bit about it. So James, you ready for us to play this great conversation we had with Punky Johnson? I am indeed. So without further ado, John. Punky Johnson. Yes, so we are here on the Saturday Night Network with the one, the only, Punky Johnson, current SNL cast member in her fourth season at the show. Punky Johnson, how you doing? Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? Um, I'm I'm not well. <laughs> I'm yeah, recovering. It was a long weekend. <laughs> I'm recovering from a long, yeah, it's been a long weekend. It's first week, it was first week back. Then we did Radio City. Then we went out for karaoke. I'm not, I'm just, I'm recovering. I'm in recovery. Yes. Well, I'm very excited to talk to you. We got uh, our friend James with us as well. And we're just going to ask you some questions about this last show and everything that uh, you did to prepare for the season. So, Punky, as you were getting ready for season 49, uh, what was the general excitement? Were you like nervous, anticipating? I know you were off of such a long break. Uh, how are you feeling about season 49? Do you have any goals in mind for this season? 
Um, well, I thought the season was going to start in January. <laughs> I, I didn't really have time to process how I felt because it happened so fast. It was like strike over back at work. I didn't have time to process. So I had, you know, I mean, right now in fourth year, if you want to be honest with you, is is it's kind of like going to a retail job. It's like I work at CVS or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's clockwork. It's all muscle memory now. Like I know what's going. I know what's going to happen. I know what's going on every single day. You know, now I'm just now I'm just clocking on to work, and my job is pretty fun. It's a fun job. It is a fun job. And so you were surprised with coming back, but when you learned that you know Pete was booked as host. Right. Was that was it was it exciting to have a familiar face? Is, is there comfort in having a former castmate around for that first week back? Well, you know, when I got started, I was it was during the COVID era. So I didn't really get a chance to know any of the cast my first year. And then the second year hit and I think Pete had left. And but it was I had always wanted to work with him and I had always wanted to, like, be in his presence. I wanted to make some music with him. but. um it, that didn't happen, but him and I, I'm going I'm to I'm get him. I'm manifesting some music with Pete. We're going we gonna to drop an album. That is fantastic. But he's so sweet. He's so sweet, and I'm pretty sure, you know, if you, if, you, if you didn't like him before, I know you love him now because his message to the world was so heartfelt. And over, it was just, it was really a powerful um, cold open, and it was the Pete show, and I think he did very well, and I was very happy for him. Absolutely. It was great. It was a great show. James, it sort of reminds me a little bit of when uh, your first season, Punky, you guys had Chris Rock host the first episode off of COVID. And, you know, that's probably more relaxing for all of you to have a former cast member around who knows how to handle the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was, he was, man, look, man, Pete, smooth as butter. He just be <laughs> chilling. He just be chilling. I do, however, have some goals for this year. You know, like, you know, I really didn't know. You know, I'm not a sketchy person. You know, that's not really me. I, I wasn't expecting to be on a show like this. Like this wasn't, um, this show wasn't in the dream or goals for me because I, I know who I am and, I, and this is about knowing yourself, you know, and I never really was a sketchy person. I'm just more of, let me act a fool on this stage. So it was, it's a very hard transition for me, honestly. And as you can imagine, but I'm not charactery. So this this year, I really want to deep d- dig deep into some characters, and I got some writers that's gonna help me flush out some things and just like really help me get into the rhythm of really submitting to what the show truly is. You know what I'm saying? It's character sketch. So I really want to do that. So that's really my biggest goal, and of course, to write another music video. I love that you said that because we were talking about how the premiere featured like a new Heidi Gardner character, a new Bo and Yang character. Andrew got a couple of characters on. So the fact that SNL is making a conscious decision to do character work is very exciting for us. So I would love to know, just, you know, give us some general thoughts about the first week. Do you have any favorite moments or behind the scenes stories that you had during your time with Pete over the last week? I think one of my favorite moments was just when I did his his video and I got to like pretend to just shit on him, I guess. <laughs> In the office, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he pulled me to the side. He's like, yo, dude, you're so funny. <laughs> I got a thumbs up from Pete Davidson. Yo, we're, I'm set. I'm set now. <laughs> that That's awesome. 
Well, on that same line, like, you know, one of the biggest headlines from week one was, you know, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift showing up uh, <laughs> unexpectedly. Um, what was that feeling for you, you know, to be there? Was there extra excitement? Or I think everybody's always wondering, how does SNL pull those kinds of things off? You know, it's just it's just crazy to see those things. Well, I know Travis. That's that's my boy. I, I, Travis could look at me in the street and be like, "Punky, like we we tight." You know, I I spent some time with him back in Kansas when I did um, I did some um work with the Children's Hospital out there. Um, we did uh we did some fundraising together. Um, and I met Taylor. I think maybe two years ago. Um, we we just went to like a celebrity card game. So it's like we're familiar with each other. So with me, it's just like seeing some friends off the block. You know what I'm saying? We just be chilling. That's awesome. But they're so cute. They are very, very cute. And he is a gentleman. And I I told Taylor, I'm like, you know, call me if he get out of line. I don't think he is. Because I, I, met, I met his parents. And, you know, Travis, he was raised right. He's, he's, a, he's a good guy. Like, he's, he's, he's a gentleman. So, you know, they cute together. I mean, it was a huge surprise, I think, for everybody to see them at the show because my understanding is that they weren't there in dress rehearsal. So did you know during the week there was a possibility that they could show up or was this just like live on air? Wow, they're going to be here. Well, you know what? I'm not frontline on a gossip <laughs> that happens at SNL, but I also know that anything is possible. Like I, like I said earlier, um, I know what's going to happen every day. Mean and I know like with with scheduling, I kind of know what's gonna happen every day. It's, you know, typical day at work. But as far as the talent that'll show up, as far as you know, we had John Mulaney in the PDD um, video. Like th those are the moments that are you know it's worth it. It's, it. They're great surprises. So it was it was. I love seeing Travis. I wish he was there every week. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. So I want to look ahead a little bit, and then we'll take a step back and talk about some of your great sketches from last season. So you have Bad Bunny host a musical guest coming up this week. Anything you're looking forward to with having an artist like Bad Bunny come and perform at the show? It's always exciting when somebody does double duty. It's exciting to me to see how people react to the work that, that you have to put in, into the show. And that, and that is with any host. You know, because you had a show where it's fun, but it's very fast paced. It's very high volume. And you basically have to give your brain away and just let the people from SNL pull you, inject you all around that building. So, and also it's, it's, I guess it's like a language barrier. I'm, I'm not too familiar with how well he speaks um, English. I know he knows it, but it's going to be interesting for all of us, honestly, to help each other to communicate um, with him. But he he's gonna put in some work. He, I don't understand honestly how they do double duty. The show's already hard itself, so he got a big responsibility. But you know what? He'll kill it. He got the people around him. He got the, the good team. You got massive support here. He gonna pull it off. But Jesus Christ, he gonna be busy. Double duty, yeah. He gonna be busy. Yeah, I can't wait. So I want to talk to you about last season just a little bit. Uh, you mentioned a music video you did. You did that Big Boys music video with SZA. It was a huge hit. So, yes. Anki, tell us, how did that come together? And what was the response like for you? We know on the outside how big it was, but how did it feel for you to make that be such a big hit? I don't even know how that came together. I think I was just like sitting. I was eating a bowl of spaghetti. 
And I, 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 I hit up my writing partner. Her name is Vanessa. And I was like, let's do something for the big boys. I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, it's cuffing season. And I was like, oh, cuffing season, big boys, cuffing season, big boys, season, it's cuffing season, season, it's cuffing season. Then I hit up the producer, our boy, uh, Eli. I'm like, yo, I want, I'm going to give you this beat. And the beat, I believe, was from, um, there's a little Bow Wow hit. I'm in the joint. Oh, switching my body from side to side, switching my body from side. So I gave him that beat and I'm like, I need something with a fast pace with the essence of this beat right here. So he took the beat. He was like, All right. he sent it to me. I put the lo- the vocals down on it. And then we got Streeter to come in and help us to make, I made the song, but I wasn't too much of a, co- of a comedy rapper writer. So we got Streeter to come and punch it up with a whole bunch of uh, jokes. And then I wasn't expecting that to happen. You kind of just doing something. You just having fun. You at work, you chilling, you minding your business. And then you wake up and everybody's like, yo, this is the greatest song of all time. And I'm like, really? You know, I, it's like one of those things where it's hard to top. I'm not trying to top it. See, trying to top it is going to mess everything up. I just want to have fun and make another, make another song eventually. Ah, absolutely. You do, you do, you. And, and you mentioned earlier the idea of, you know, hey, you're not so much uh, a sketch player, though you are now, of course. That wasn't where you had your, your eyes set. But uh, one of the major viral sketches from last season, uh, you had a big part in it. It was the, you know, Lisa from Temecula. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, that happened twice. And, you know, that's just one of those viral things. What was it like to be a part of something that is, you know, again, we just talked about the rap, but now there's this sketch part of it too, where, you know, you're kind of playing the grounded person, but it's still funny as heck. Me playing a grounded person just sounds funny as heck. Cause I'm never the grounded person. I'm always the that. one who's out of control, overreacting, dramatic on the floor, laughing, doing all kinds of stupid shit. It's always me, but to be the grounded person, that definitely was a character. Cause that's not me at all. But it was fun. You know, I love, 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 love working with Ego. Um, she is just, she just, you just give her something and she just makes it freaking 20, 30 times funnier. She has the best comedic timing. And man, look, she's the master. She's the master at work. So I just kind of just mirror her a little bit, you know, so I can make myself better. But like I said before, like, I'm pretty sure she probably ain't know that that sketch was going to be like that. Nobody knew that sketch was going to be like that because what happened was she dropped the state and she busted out laughing. And it's like, it's all, it's like the, it's like the little racist puns. Why? Cause we black, like Bowen throws the fart. No, but no one can, <laughs> we can't handle stuff like that at the table. And then like for the first, when we first did it, um, it didn't go well for the dress. So because the table didn't shake, they didn't shake the table enough. And it just, we just was like, oh, that's going to get cut. But they didn't cut it, and it ended up being the last sketch. So, when, of course, when we see it's the last sketch, we say, oh, it's getting cut because nine times out of ten, the last sketch don't make it to the show. So we was kind of just like, whatever, whatever. But then everybody's like, they're like, Lisa from Temecula is next. It's next. And we're like, ah! And so we just get out, shit together. We're like, all right, come on, let's do it. And we're telling them, rock that table. I mean, we was telling, oh, I think that was Kevin under the table. He's like, you rock this motherfucker. You rock this table. So... He rocking the table, the damn sangria going all over the place. It was so funny because I didn't let it fall. It's just like 
doing all of these little small things made that sketch like i didn't know me saving the sangria was such a big deal everybody was like girl you was you was the hands of god with that sangria like it, it was just like these little small things like i said you just go to work and you have fun and then you make magic you know what i'm saying and you're not necessarily trying to make magic you're just having fun and that's and that's how you know you got a good job when you're just going somewhere and you having a great time and then some kind of way you produce magic and that's the beauty of this job. And I think it's obvious, Punky, that you're having a good time. And I'm well, so glad you said the thing about it. You're not the grounded person. I just have to ask, that's, I think it was the last sketch from last weekend, you know, the, uh, uh, the Glamgina thing. When you come in there with your bag of chips, I'm like, I bet Punky just pulled off chips and that was not even part of it. I'm like, why do y'all want me to be this ghetto crazy bitch? Like... <laughs> I'm like, this is another reason it. why I need to start fleshing out some characters. I'm like, I don't have to be the grandma and the damn crazy aunt and the suck and the psycho person talking about my glam gyno with a bag of chips. I'm like, so I'm but you know what? It it'd be it'd be fun, man. Sarah be coming out the woodwork with whatever she be the command. Sarah is just like the loony crazy person. You never know what you're gonna get out of her, which is also something very exciting. You know what I'm saying? You know, for the first three years that I came here, you know, I mean, everybody have their roles. You know what I'm saying? And if you want me to be honest with you, they got the Michael Jordans over there. They got the Magic Johnsons and the Tom Brady's at this job already. So I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, the Tom Brady of SNL. I was just chilling. But it's like now it's like fourth year and it's really just time for me to just be like, you know what? It's time to step your game up a little bit. And at least, you know, you, you, you're you not playing if you ain't in the game. So I just need to get my head in the game and just like really focus and just like really learn how to do this because I'm happy to be there. I'm happy that they have me there. And it's a huge opportunity. And of course, it's somewhere that I never thought that I would be. So I don't ever want to take it for granted or anything like that. So, you know, hopefully you see a lot more of me this season because I'm really going to try. I'm not saying I yes. wasn't trying before. I'm just saying, like, I just really wasn't understanding the concept of it. And and I'm dyslexic, so I'm just like, I'm, I hate the fact. See, you know, God works in mysterious ways. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm dyslexic, and he gave me a job where I got to read. <laughs> right. I'm like, why would you do this? I'm just, <laughs> I don't, you know, like, just understanding things for me is hard and just, my brain processes things like a second slower than everybody else, but I'm I'm now now I have a, a reason to work on that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm working on it, and I'm getting better. I'm I'm trying to get better at every single part in my life and at every single part in this job. And we have all the confidence in the world. We're behind you on all of that. So you know, I just you mentioned your writing partner Vanessa earlier. I just I know that all the listeners really would love to know. Um, are there any writers you're specifically looking forward to working with in season 49? All of them. You know, okay. Lauren, Lauren said something to us when we got back to work. He was like, listen, work with different people. Get out of your box. Get out of your comfort zone and work with different people. You make different things. You never know what you're capable of if you're sitting there working with the same people. So my goal is to drive every writer insane. I'm annoying everybody. Hey, what you doing today? I'm working with, hey, 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 hey. I want you to listen to this character pitch. Ah, oh, you don't like it? Bam. All right, I'll be back next week. Like, I am bothering everybody. 
I'm coming in there like I'm 20 years old. I'm excited. Fish out of water. I'm just coming in there just, you know, with an open mind, an open heart, and I'm ready to go. I love it. That's that's fantastic. Uh, Punky, we want to have you talk a little just a moment or two about your podcast, which uh, is called Love Thang. And I got to say, you your co-host is Dicey, who I got to meet Dicey with you uh, when you were on your tour this past uh, spring and summer, the Childish and Petty Tour. And I got to say, the two of you together, I mean, that's dangerous, but also it's, it's hilarious, but it's also real. Tell us about the podcast. Lord, that's who I was yelling at earlier. She up and he, she in here. She's in there. <laughs> Making me so mad. I'm like, bruh, I don't eat fish. And all she cook is fish. I'm like, every time I come in this house, it's not like fish. I'm like, Dice, open up every goddamn window. She eating fish in a can, fish in a bag, fish. I'm just like, bruh, why you got to eat all this damn fish? <laughs> but, you know, we came together. Me and Dice have been cool for like, I don't know, 12 years maybe, and we both went through horrific marriages together. They were both very, very, mine was very, very toxic. Hers, she'll talk about that when she's ready. But it, we, we, we struggled together in our marriages. And my manager was like, yo, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, about what? He was like, you should do it about your love life. Like give advice. And just like, I bet. So me and Dicey put together a little something, something where we give unsolicited, unprofessional advice. But we feel like we have the right to do it because we went through these very long, unhealthy marriages. So we might not could tell you what to do, but we can tell you what not to do. And we're going to bring a little flavor of funny with it too. So we just, you know what? We have absolutely no idea what we're doing. All we're doing is sitting up there shooting the shit and just trying to show a little vulnerability about our lives and, and, and hoping to win the hearts of the people who's listening. Well, and let me just say, John, I know I, I talked to you right after I uh, I visited uh, with Punky and Dicey on their tour. Uh, their podcast, Love Thing, those listening need to check it out. You guys are hilarious, but also you are real when it talks about the divorce and the dating and, you know, Catholic school, whatever it is, New Orleans. I mean, you guys, it's it is, you know, it it, it grabs you in the feels and makes you laugh and makes you think. It's it's getting better. You know, like I'm opening up a little bit more. Like I would I would listen back to a couple episodes and I'm like, something is missing. Something is missing. Something is missing. And what's missing is the softness of it. The softness, the the realness of our feelings. You know what I'm saying? It's, I'm like, it's time to go below beneath the surface on this. So the more you listen, the more you hear us going beneath the surface and we're gonna stop playing them. We're gonna be still be funny and have fun, but it's time to dig dig deeper. And I think that's how you get them. Absolutely. Well, everybody, all the SNL fans have to check out Punky's podcast, Love Thang. So it's, it is so great. And make sure to watch Punky this weekend with host and musical guest Bad Bunny, the second episode of Saturday Night Live season 49. We are so excited for you, Punky, this season and rooting for you. Always so proud to be your friend and continue to push you forward. So uh, thank you for your time today. Absolutely. My two J's. I love y'all, man. I can't wait to see y'all again. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Punky. Thanks for your time today. And there it is. The legend, Punky Johnson, joins us on the Saturday Night Network. So fantastic to get to speak to her. I am so proud of her and everything she's doing on the show and everything she's doing outside of the show, too. It's just incredible to watch her star rise and rise. And I know that she's going to be a friend of the show for a long time. So, James, that was fantastic.
She she's so fun and and she's she's real. I know we mentioned that in there. You know her 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 stand up her uh, her podcast. I mean there's there's heartfelt sincerity uh, all wrapped around everything that is punky. John, you and I personally, uh, we've uh, been fortunate enough to kind of get get to know her uh, well over these past couple of years, and she is just a dear dear human being. Just just a great person. Absolutely. Were there any moments of this podcast, by the way, while we were talking to Punky that just like when we're listening back to it now, this stood out to you? You know, I didn't really expect us to really, even though we were talking about the premiere, that first episode, I didn't really expect there to be uh, this sort of Travis uh, Kelsey connection uh, that she had. Uh, I didn't realize how 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 tight they were. Uh, so all the... Uh, uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift fans out there, there's a little uh, there's a little nugget in there that uh, I didn't expect going into it, which is uh, which is kind of fun because uh, people are people are crazy. Uh, they're 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 not crazy, but they're very into uh, Travis and Taylor. Crazy in a good way, cra- lovingly crazy, and and you know that's that's the fun of what's happening here is that we can all become obsessed with our favorite celebrities, our favorite. Uh, cast members on the show and I know so many people are obsessed with Punky Johnson so I'm really glad and pleased that we got to bring this to you today Um, if you've been enjoying our coverage here at the Saturday Night Network we have so much great content for you about the first episode of the show including our hot take show that aired last Saturday where we broke down all the sketches immediately after the show aired that was a wild hot take show so go back and check that one out our roundtable aired last night on Monday night where we went deep into some of the best sketches of the week we still have by the number coming up tomorrow night with Mike Murray. We'll be leading that show. I'll be a guest on that show as well as Victoria Franzo. We'll talk about the screen time from this week, all the data you need to know from week one. And we are continuing our countdown of the greatest cast members of all time on Thursday nights throughout the fall, followed by the Hot Take Show with Bad Bunny hosting musical guests coming up this weekend. So, so much exciting stuff here, James, including SNL Stories, which is an amazing show. If you're just joining the podcast this season and you're checking out what is SNL Stories, that is an interview show that James and I produce Deuce on the network where we get to talk to former cast members, alumni, sometimes even current cast members on the show. And we have produced some amazing episodes, James. So um, any of them you want to mention to the listeners? Uh, well, there's more to come for sure. But, uh, you know, do I have any favorites? Uh, certainly the uh, the one with Judy Belushi is always uh, is, is, is a special one because she's just a lovely person. And there's there's Everything connects back to Judy. You know, when we did uh, the the one with uh, Connie Crawford recently, you know, the uh, uh, anyone she's from the anyone can host contest uh, finalist. Yeah, she's she's talking about John and Judy and everything. So everything goes back to that first cast, I think. So um, uh, anyway, there's there's so many of them out there to, to check out. Bobby Moynihan was was a great uh, one here as of recent, um, as was a. Uh, um, our current show announcer. Daryl Hammond. Yeah, uh, that was one that was fantastic. So uh, check that one out. We also spoke to Aristotle Atari earlier this summer, a uh, recent cast member on the show. So there's a lot of great content in the archives. If you're just joining the podcast, we're so happy to have you on board. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Turn on those notifications so you never miss when we are live for a show. And you can also follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Search at the SNL Network to see everything we're posting on socials about the show. I am so excited that season 49 is back and we are here to cover it all season long. So James, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, John. I hope you have a great 
pleasant tomorrow. Thank you so much. <laughs> Just in a crazy mood today. <laughs> wild, wild wrap up. Well, thank you, James. And thank you, Punky Johnson and our friends at NBC for arranging everything today. My name is John Schneider from the Saturday Night Network, and we will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.